yeah, it's that time. It's the Trent 30, baby. We're back. Show 11. I'm recording this on uh, Sunday, uh, January 20th, I think it is. Is it January 20th, 2024? January's almost gone already. Boom. Everyone's saying the same thing, too. Like, oh, man, it's flying by. The time is just flying by. I find it it feels like you're revving the car. Like, you ever, you ever press on the gas in your vehicle, but you got the handbrake on? So you hear the loud revving, so it sounds like something's going on and you're moving forward, but it's slow. It's, it's not happening the way it should. That's what January feels like. Flying by, but still somewhat grueling at the same time. How is that possible? I don't know. I hope you're good, whenever you're listening to this. Um, it'll be dropping on, on a Wednesday, so maybe you're listening to it fresh, fresh out the box. Perhaps you're listening to this. And uh, if you are, thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope you had, a, you had a good weekend. I hope you had a good week. I hope you're, you're doing the things you need to do. How are those resolutions going? Huh? Let's be honest. How are the resolutions? I've been checking in with mine, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing too bad. I'm still pretty much on track. But isn't it amazing how much harder it gets just towards the end of the month? You're like, I'm going to do this for a full year. How? How am I going to keep this going? They say it's 21 days, isn't it, to make something a new habit? You're going to do it for 21 days? And... uh some of mine are getting a little bit easier, but it's like, man, I had 11 more months of this shit, you know? One of the ones I've been working on, and uh, I don't know if you'll relate to this or not out there, is I am trying to not procrastinate as much. Like just, I know the stuff I got to do. The next day, for example, I write a list down. It's like when I look at that list, I got to go do that thing. There's no more, I'll do it later, and tomorrow's a better day, and what about after lunch? It's like, when you think about it, it's like, okay, that's when it's got to be done. Whether it's an email, a phone call, um, you know, trying to work out too. I did this on Friday. I don't know if you've been there. Had a long day on Friday. Was tired at the end of the week, but it was a workout day. I was supposed to go work out, and man... That struggle to get your ass to the gym at like 4 or 5 o'clock on a Friday, I mean, it is, that's Mount Everest, man. That's like, that's the little battles we all have to try and win. Because it's so easy. On a Friday, you're like, man, all the excuses are built in, right? I worked hard. I'm tired. I didn't get much sleep last night. Um, it's going to be crowded at the gym at that time. I don't want to wait around for no equipment. Um, they're all built in, just nagging at you. Come on, don't go do it. You're tired. You'll work out tomorrow. And man, the fight, the internal fight you got to have to put on your stuff and move your ass to that gym. I mean, there, there should be awards given out. I mean, there should be... City councils should be giving out awards to people who push through that and get their ass to the gym. 
you know? Because that is tough. But guess who did it? Your boy, Friday. Wasn't feeling it. Was not feeling it at all. Long old day. But in I went. In I went. And I'm telling you, I felt better afterwards, but I was exhausted. I was tired. It's not one of those upbeat workouts where you're like, good playlist going, you get the music going, you're feeling good about yourself. Wasn't that at all. I was like, what am I doing? The whole time I'm lifting weights, like, what am I doing? Still, it was still nagging at me to leave. Wouldn't let me go. You know? Oh, man. Even today, Sunday, I went to the gym. I was not feeling it. I was like, man, tired. Just want to lay on the couch, watch some stupid nonsense on television, you know? And I was like, no, it's workout day. I got to go. I got to push through it. So I met a buddy of mine for coffee, and we got caught up, and uh, then I was off to the gym. A little bit better, a little bit better energy, but man, when you think about something you know you're supposed to do, that split second of like, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I going to make an excuse? Like this stuff happens in like milliseconds. Whether you decide, yep, I'm going to go through with what I said I was going to do or nah, I'm not feeling it. Because we base so much on feelings, right? Like I'm not feeling like it. It's like, yeah, but that's why coaches are so helpful. And boot camp instructors and spin class instructors and people who go like, yeah, I don't really care what you feel like. You said you want to do this, so we're going to do this now. Right? Or maybe if you have a gym partner or something, it's like, yeah, we're going. But when it's just you, she is a tough sell. Huh? Oh, the excuses. They're there. They're ready to go. There's so many of them. So many of them. And you just got to not think anymore. You just got to physically put on the clothes, move your two feet, and get yourself to the gym where you got to go. My lady's really good at that. Christine's great at just, she does her thing and just goes and does it. And even when she's not feeling like it, and I'm like, all right, I got to be, I got to figure it out. I got to find a way to do it. So I push through. So that's my big thing is, uh, is pushing through when I don't want to do it. I don't know what yours would be, but man, it's tough. But I'm thinking it gets easier. The more, the less you think. I think the easier it gets to just go, like, you're doing too much thinking. Just do the thing you know you're supposed to do. Could be anything. Making the bed, cleaning the kitchen. By the time you're doing that internal struggle and battle, thinking back and forth about it, you could have it done. Could be done. You'd be home, showered. I don't know. I should go. I don't know. Maybe later. Uh, who cares? Just go. So that's what I'm trying to keep going. I also think with the gym, this is kind of the mind game I play with myself is that I think struggle is supposed to be part of your day. Like some type of challenge or struggle. Like not just work, but like you're supposed to do something, lift something heavy or do something that's hard to do. I think you're supposed to do something like that every day, I think. Because that's what early people would have done, right? Back in the day. They had to go shovel coal or chop wood or go build a hut or whatever they had to do. It's like it wasn't just sitting around... I want to feel warm and comfortable, right? It wasn't that. There was work to do. You had to go fetch water. You had to go dig a hole somewhere. I mean, there was stuff to do. And now in our current time, we're, we sit around pampered, right? So I'm trying to incorporate struggle 
into every day, some kind of physical struggle or some kind of challenge, you know? But look, it's January 20th. I mean, let's not be handing me any awards. I mean, check in with me February 20th, see where I'm at with it, right? I mean, you, I might be recording this from a donut shop while I'm eating 12 dozen donuts. Who knows, right? She's a day-to-day process, people. It's day to day. I mean, don't get the parade route ready yet. Don't do it. Let's check in. Let's just take it day by day. Let's just take it day by day. It's all we can do here. And, um, and you know, we'll see where we're at with it. But uh, right now, it's going good. It's going good. Just want to keep on course here, not lose our heads, stay focused. Staying focused is a key, and and uh, as I said, we'll take it day by day here, and uh, and we'll see where we're at. But uh, it's too early right now to uh, to host a hoist a trophy. Anyway, I hope you're good. Hope your resolutions are, are you're sticking with it. And if you fell off, man, get back up there. Don't throw in the towel just because like oh, I I ate the thing I said it wouldn't eat. Okay, well you can go back to not eating the thing. You don't gotta throw it all away just because you know you had one bad day. You had a bad moment. It happens. You know, what's that Mike Tyson saying? You know, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth, right? So you get punched in the mouth. All right. Now what? You're just going to go to the canvas? That's it? Fight's over? Come on. You get back up, huh? They do the standing 10 count. You're like, yeah, I got it. I'm back. Okay. Which, where is he? Right? Whatever. Maybe you're dazed, confused. But uh, you stay in the fight. You go again. You start again. Huh? The other thing I'm trying to do is uh, meditate every day for at least five minutes. I've been getting in some 10-minute sessions, which is pretty nice. And uh, I tell you something right now. The old T-Train here is, uh, he's done it 20 days in a row consecutively. This was a radio show right now. There'd be that fake applause. That's what I would, that's the button I'd press right now. I don't have it here. It's a, you know, it's a low budget podcast, but you get the point. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm loving that. I'm going to keep that going. That's try and do it in the morning. That's when I like to do it. Get up, put the coffee on, do a little journaling. Boom, meditate. Great start to the day. Other thing I've been doing, I think I mentioned in another episode, is doing a little walk in the morning, about 30 minutes. Get the blood going. Get some fresh air right away. No breakfast, no coffee, nothing. Boom, out the door. Loving it. It's been really good. And I notice a difference when I don't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't do it yesterday. Noticed a big difference. Noticed a big difference. So I'm going to try and keep that going. Get up a little bit earlier if i got to go somewhere and get in that little 30-minute walk along the water and stuff, you know? Taking that sea air. Um, so anyway, man, that's the new, that's the rituals I've been trying to adopt here in 2024. I don't know what yours are. I mean, fire them in the comments section there of the old the old podcast if you feel free to do that um what did i do on the weekend i didn't i did a little bit this weekend last episode i said i was i did nothing this weekend I actually was a little bit social you know left the old cave the old condo cave here in halifax went out met some friends crazy <laughs> look at me social butterfly now spreading my wings to see my many colors um yeah, went out with a buddy for supper and some uh, drinks at the old Reliable Keg Steakhouse. Huh? I gotta tell you something. As as chains go for restaurants, I'm saying right now, Keg has got to be number one in terms of uh, food is good. Food is good. Service is always good at a Keg, regardless of where you go to a Keg, and the food is consistent. 
I don't know what the tagline is for the keg, but it should be the keg. We take the surprise out of steaks, right? You're getting, you're getting what you ordered at the keg. There's no, and if you ordered one in St. John's and then you're in Vancouver a month later and you go to a keg, it's the same thing. It's like the stick, it's the same cuts from the same cow. I don't know how to do it. It's unbelievable. The consistency. That's what the keg does. Consistency. Huh? Great meal. Loved it. Got caught up. It was a childhood buddy of mine that uh, I've known since I was like, you know, 12 years old maybe. And we got caught up talking soccer memories. Uh, my good friend Mark Sweetapple. So we got together and, uh, and got all caught up and talked a lot of soccer in our glory days and talked about, man, could we have made it pro at some point if we'd had moved away or did whatever thing. You, know, you lie to yourself, you know. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to catch up with him and, um, and go through a box of memories. And the other thing I did Friday night, so I told you, went to the gym on Friday, was tired. I don't even know if this, this probably canceled out what I did at the gym. And I, I always had a craving for pizza, as you sometimes do, you know. And uh, didn't want to go with the chain, big popular chain. Said, I, would, I want a mom and pop shop here in, in Halifax, you know. So I did a little search on the old Skip, the Dishes app. Found a place called Martha's Pizza. Martha's Pizza 2, it was called, which to me is a very unique name, right? And I looked it up on the website. They got a couple different locations. I'm like, okay, but Martha's Pizza 2? Why not just... So there was a Martha's before, a one, and this is the second? I don't... The kegs aren't numbered, right? There's no... Keg 12! Like, that's... So what do we do? Anyway, uh, I ordered this pizza. And um, Martha for the win, everybody. Get yourself. Check it out. I mean, it was delicious. It was really, really good. And another of my challenges, I, I put this on, uh, on Instagram, I think, as a uh, little story, but it's true. One of my challenges as well with regards to... Uh, eating habits is to order a pizza and not eat the entire thing at one sitting. I don't know if anyone else has that challenge. I understand I could be alone on this one and I'll go sit in the corner. I understand that. But that's a thing for me. I, there's something about pizza. Once I get going, I mean, it's a buzzsaw going through there. It's not even about fullness or hunger at that point. It's just like I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to make this full box empty in a record time. So I'm like, I don't need to do that. There's no need for me as a grown man to eat 10 slices of pizza or eight or whatever it is. You know, they're little small slices, but still, you know, it's ridiculous. I don't need that much. So I did it. I was able to have just a few slices of pizza and then have some leftovers and then ate that the next day. Like, in a, like a responsible adult, you know, didn't eat it all. I mean, again, are there medals handed out by the city? For the, the small victories that we all have in our lives, I don't know. But why can't we have some? You know? I felt so good. I went to bed. I go, man, there's still pizza in the fridge and not in my belly. That's amazing. That's a victory. That's like, hey, 2024 is going to be a different year. You know? It's the little victories that just build momentum, give you some hope. I have turned a new page. I'm a new man. You know? So I felt good about that. I mean, that was, you know, again, it's the little tiny things, little tiny hills you climb, you know.
and uh, you could feel like a new person, like a new man, you know, just like a new man. And uh, so I felt really, really good about that. And but yeah, Martha's two. It's called Martha Martha's Pizza Two, the sequel. You probably love the original Martha's. I don't know, but this is the sequel, and it's really good. I don't know what the original Martha's was like. I didn't get a chance to have that. Uh, hope something bad didn't happen to it. Maybe it still exists. I don't know. But anyway, uh, if you're in Halifax, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good, and so I, I would I would order again. I would choose that again. I would choose Martha's too a second time. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was great. Uh, met a buddy for coffee today. Got caught up. It's been good, man. It's been good. As I said, the time is flying by. Uh, we're almost here at the end of January. By the time you listen to this, we are fast approaching. And uh, yeah, I hope everything's going well with you out there. I don't know what winter's been like to you. It's been you know, touch and go in different areas. Alberta's been an absolute deep freeze for people. Meanwhile, out here in Halifax, it's like, I mean, the grass, I mean, it's crazy. I don't even, I can't even make sense of winter anymore. I don't even want to look at the weather forecast because none of it makes sense. No one knows what they're talking about. It's like, it could be this, it could be that. It's like, I just wait and experience it. How about that? I don't need to listen to you and your predictions that a magic eight ball you're looking at i just i'll know what it is when it comes because none of it's reliable we who knows who knows what it's going to be so hope you're surviving winter days are also getting a little bit longer have you felt it not quite as dark now at five o'clock you know the light's starting to creep in starting to get that hope starting to get that hope huh honey Honey, that our lawn furniture, our backyard furniture, uh, is that still out in the garage? Let's just go out and have a look at it. Might soon be time. It's not. Might be soon be time. But it gives you hope, at least, that, you know, winter's not going to last forever. One day you're going to wake up birds chirping, hot sunshine, you know? So just hang in there. It's, it's starting to turn. It's starting to turn. You can feel it. Now... I got a question that was asked on my uh, Facebook, and I thought it was something I would throw out uh, here on the podcast and answer the question kind of in more detail. This person had said that they uh, were sitting at a passport office. This is going somewhere, trust me. They were at a passport office, and they said they looked around, and everyone just looked so kind of depressed and glum. And he was wondering for... Us as comedians, is it harder these days to get a crowd to laugh um, considering how down people seem to be at times when you look at kind of the state of the world, I guess, and like just he was reading that room in that moment. First of all, and he acknowledges this, it was a passport office. I mean, no one is fired up going into the passport office looking to spend half a day waiting to get a terrible photo taken or, you know, actually, no, you don't get it done there, do you? you? You get it done beforehand. But you, you know, you're waiting around. You don't know. You're a number. I mean, right away, being reduced to a number is a terrible feeling. Number 48? 48? And, and people who work at the passport office, God love them. I mean, they're often not in a great mood, right? I mean, they're not, you know, they're not singing as you come up to the window. That's for sure. They're not singing a tune. Start spreading the news. They're not belting out a tune while you're coming up there. They're like, yeah, let's go next. Like it's so right away. The vibes are 
you know, she's minus five, right? But to answer the question, I, I don't sense that, that audiences are harder to move to laughter. I think actually the opposite. I think people need laughter now more than they ever have in whatever form that is, whether it's watching funny movies or watching silly videos on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is. Um, Stand-up comedy shows, I haven't really felt a difference in people that, you know, audiences aren't ready to laugh. I think, man, the world's been through a lot. Like, when you look back on, like, from 2020 onward, like, we've been through a lot. Like, just, wow. You know, the uncertainty of what was going to go happen with the world and vaccinations and lockdowns and you can't travel and people actually getting sick and sadly some people passing on and people lost jobs, people lost their businesses. Like people went through a rough, rough patch, right, for for quite a number of years. And I think one of the most taxing things from that period of time was the uncertainty of everything. It's not like we knew, hey, it's starting now. And in, you know, a year and a half's time, everything's over and we go back to normal. We never knew how long this is going to last. We never knew if we'd even get back to normal. Like, is this the rest of our lives? Right? So you had all that uncertainty. You're isolated from everybody else. So, yeah, people went through a lot. And I think now people want to laugh, man. I actually feel it's the opposite. I feel like people want to get out and laugh. It seems like... You know, most shows now are well attended. Comedy festivals do well. Uh, sell a ton of tickets on multiple nights. Um, so I think people are, are looking to, to laugh at something. And the great thing about being a comedian is, I mean, I want to take my job too seriously. I, I get like I make ridiculous observations. And look, I'm not up here. I'm not a NASA scientist here. I am not, you know, changing the face of healthcare. I'm not, right? But one thing about being a comedian is uh, what we do is just kind of take everyday life and we process it through our own eyes and then the other side, something funny comes out, right? So we're just kind of making sense of, of everyday life. That's what we do. So I think people appreciate comedians making sense of life in some way because it is crazy. It is confusing. Sometimes it does make no sense. And I said this when I wrote him back and responded to this person on Facebook is that all comedy comes from frustration, right? Comedy comes from shit not working out, right? Comedy doesn't come from like, man, everything worked in my favor. Isn't that awesome? That's not where humor comes from. Humor is like being stuck at the passport office, annoyed, tired, waiting for your number to be called, getting stuck in traffic, airplane flights being canceled, um, that's where comedy comes from because it's got to take, there's going to be a level of frustration there and anger there and uh, dissatisfaction. So for me as a comedian, like that's where I get all my material mostly. It's like anything that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, that's going to be a source of comedy. That's actually going to pay my bills down the road. Not in the moment I'm not thinking how great it is that this is happening. I love that my flight's been canceled and I'm stuck here in this other city overnight. I'm not thinking that then. But I will start processing it and I'll look for the comedy in it. And so what I said to him was, there's comedy in the passport office. It's just you got to look for it. you got to dig through all the garbage that's going on and you can find some funny in it. There's somebody there who's 
acting odd. There's someone there who's got a different voice. There's somebody there who, whatever. There's comedy there. Or just how the system is set up there, you might find humorous, you know? So I think uh, for comedians, and, and none of my colleagues that I talk to go like, man, look, people don't want to laugh. This is like, we can't get anyone to laugh anymore. Like, I think, I think the opposite is true. I don't know what you guys think at home. Are you leaning on comedy more now than you ever have? Or are you shying away from it? Have you become a little bit more serious? A little bit more dour? Huh? What, what, how, is, how is it working out for you? Um, so that's the way I feel about it. I think, I think we're always going to need comedy. I know they said after the... After the Great Depression, I think it was, or after one of the world wars, they said, like, people people were going out to shows like crazy. People were going to movies. People were, because you want to return to some semblance of normal life. And you also want to escape everyday life. And so that's what comedy does in a lot of ways for people. It lets people process their the silliness of life, but also it's a bit of an escape from the everyday kind of grind of whatever it is you get into. So... Yeah, I, I think that's my take on that. I don't know how you feel about it as a person who may may enjoy comedy or may go to comedy shows or watch funny movies or if you're a comedian out there, I don't know. I wonder what you think about it. Do you think the audiences have changed? I think we've become a little bit more politically correct with audiences for sure. I think sometimes comedians get held to a higher standard than politicians do at times. Um... But I think other than that, you know, if it's funny, I think people still laugh. If people understand what the premise is, if people understand what the joke is, then I think people still want to laugh. I don't think anyone who buys a ticket to a comedy show goes, I hope this sucks. This better blow. You know, I don't think anyone thinks that. So I think if you're going to a comedy club, I think, yeah, you're geared up to laugh. I am still amazed, though, how many people have not been to a comedy show, just in general. And um, I've, I've spoken to other comedians about this before. Like, you'll be at a show, and someone will come up to you afterwards, and they might be like, you know, in their 50s or 60s, and they, they might say, like, that was my first stand-up comedy show. Thanks very much. I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, wow, you're 60 years old, and you've never, ever been to a stand-up comedy show before. Which, to me, is mind-blowing, because it's, it's my world. But... For someone else, like it's just never a medium of entertainment that they've ever checked out before. You know? I'm always like, wow, that's amazing. There's still people out there who are newbies to to the scene of stand-up, to go into a live show and, and watching it in person instead of just watching it on television. And I think you'll agree, being in the room at a stand-up comedy show is far different than watching it on television, you know? If you can be in the audience and feel the energy of an audience and laughing and everyone's getting it and there's a good vibe in the room, like it's, it's the best feeling in the world. It's a great feeling to be on stage to make that happen, but it's also a great feeling to be in the audience and to be a part of that, to laugh with a crowd of people. It's a pretty awesome, pretty awesome experience. So I still have faith in it, man. I've got faith in the, in the craft of stand-up comedy. Um, I think it's going to continue to evolve more great comedians are going to come along, put their stamp on it. Just like music, you know, all the songs haven't been written, and I don't think all the jokes have been written or told either. So I think audiences are still hungry for, for that bit of stand-up and something to uh, give, them some, give them some break from their life, you know. 
I think that's the, the great thing about it. Still the best feeling in the world as a stand-up. When someone says, either emails you afterwards or says to you after a show, you know, like, hey, man, we haven't, we don't go out very often. And we got to go to a show tonight. It was the first time me and my wife or me and my partner have been out in, you know, a year. And we really enjoyed it. Thanks so much, you know. When a comedian hears that kind of stuff, it's like, it, it, it does hit you, you know. Hit you right in the feels. Hit you right in the old feelers. Because you realize, like, you're... You're just worried about your show and, you know, the jokes you're going to do, whatever. But that audience out there is going through real life. People are going through all sorts of crazy stuff, right? People get laid off from jobs or they're struggling financially. They have, you know, they might have an illness or a sickness and got some bad news or a family member has it. Um, so you realize everyone out there is just trying to tackle all these things in their lives. And they just decide to come to your comedy show and sit there and just want to laugh for an hour, hour and a half. Like, that's still a pretty big honor for someone, for a comedian to go, wow, man, thank you so much for giving me that time. It's, it's an amazing thing. So, um, yeah, man, I still love that. I still love hearing those stories or when people make those comments. I'm like, uh, it's always a reminder of why you do it. It's a reminder of like, yeah, this is, this is what it's about. And then you don't think about the industry stuff as much, you know, about this and ticket sales and you know this show and getting on that show and contracts and all that kind of stuff all that business stuff that kind of sucks the fun out of it you just get back to that pureness of a comedian making a crowd laugh it's still the best feeling in the world you know when you say something funny at a party or something and a bunch of people laugh well imagine saying something funny and 10,000 people laugh at the same time or a thousand people laugh at the same time I mean it's the biggest buzz ever it's awesome um, we'll end it there. That is, uh, this has been show 11 of the Trent 30. Tell your friends. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Have a great week. I'll check in with you next week. Later.